this is Jerry DiPiano, and you are listening to the Love Mia Vita podcast. Today, my guest is Martha Gamboa. She is the CEO and founder of Friendy. Martha, welcome to Love Mia Vita podcast. And today, we are going to chat about how one makes friends when we go through transitions. And I don't just mean the menopausal transition. I mean, when you hit a point in your life, when life changes, maybe it throws you a curveball. You lost your partner. You relocated. You needed to change careers. And in an instant, you look around and you recognize that the friends you thought you had have dispersed for any number of reasons. And now as an adult woman, you need those social interactions, but your friends may live in a different part of the country or they may be involved in different kinds of work activities. And as I understand it, that's where Friendy comes in. But Martha, we'd like to know more about you and we'd like to know more about the reason you started Friendy. Well, thank you, Jerry, for having me in your podcast. Um, yes, basically, I come from my background of, in corporate America. I actually spent 20 plus years in um, corporate America working for Fortune 500 companies like Allstate and AIG. And, and I worked in sales and in various roles, but ultimately working with people, helping people improve their lives through the products and financial services that these companies offer. So actually providing peace of mind. So helping people has always been in my backbone, in my DNA. Um, but it was when I had a wake-up call with, um, with a, I was doing a health assessment as part of my, what they call open enrollment. And, um, you know, where you answer a bunch of medical questions. And the assessment, the results of the assessment show that I was predisposed to heart disease, diabetes, premature death, and um, high blood pressure. And um, because of my age, because of my ethnicity, because of my gender and my lifestyle, which showed that, you know, obviously being in sales is highly stressful. And um, I was not eating well and I was not exercising. So because of that, I was actually what I thought was a walking time bomb. And I decided to go ahead and do something about the things that I could change, which is like eating more greens and exercising a little bit more, right? And um, that changed my life. And obviously years later, and I'll be happy to go into the details, but I left corporate America I started running and I, it changed how I feel and how I look. I felt stronger. I had more energy and I, wa I was inspired and I wanted to go ahead and help women experience that. So I left corporate America and went into and became a personal trainer. And through the course of my personal training, which I, I doing this, I call this Jaya Fitness, I decided to work with women over 40. That was the market that I was going to be. And I decided to be a mobile personal trainer, which means I would go to your home and you know, motivate you to get out of bed and let's work out. And um, it was through this experience that the idea of Friendly came about because one of the things that I've noticed is that 
even through working out, whether you go to the gym or you have a trainer, there's that regular social interaction that's happening. And that in itself, not only are you being healthier because now you're exercising, but you're also giving yourself that wonderful opportunity to connect with someone on a regular basis, whether you it's a regular people you see at the gym or this trainer that comes into your home. But it was when one client hired me to help her lose 30 pounds and the doctor did not clear her for regular exercise. She asked, Martha, if I paid you, will you walk with me? And I thought about it for a total of three seconds, right? And uh, I said, uh, uh, yes, so we worked out an arrangement. And six months later, we, were, we started out with walking two days a week for 30 minutes. And six months later, we were walking four days a week. It was this experience with this particular client that inspired the idea for Friendly because not everyone has someone showing up at their door. They come on, let's get ready. Let's go for a walk and tell me, how are you doing? Tell me what's going on in your life. Because during that time that I was walking with this client for an hour, four days a week, it was about her. So she had a chance to share with me, you know, about her divorce, her two grown children moving out of the house, her career as a high school teacher, her battle with cancer. And, and the fact that she was opening up and, and even though we were walking that, by the way, walking is a tremendous uh, uh, exercise. You don't have to be working out doing uh, uh, boot camp and all that. But I said, wow, if only there was an opportunity, there was something, a community where women can come together and meet and connect and, and just form friendships because we do need that. And so that was the, the, uh, the idea, you know, that's the experience that brought about my, my work experience, led to me making the career change, and that inspired the idea for Friendy. So it's about connecting the dots. <laughs> you definitely connected the dots. And I love the story that you just shared with us about this woman who clearly wanted to find a way, a path forward to improve her health, but it sounds more so that she needed someone to be there to support her so that she didn't feel all alone. So starting on this kind of a journey, in her case, it was to try to lose this weight, but doing that as an individual without having someone to support her was challenging. And oftentimes we see that when things change in our lives, we change careers, or we lose a partner, or we again, we relocate. These are all life changes. We don't have anyone that we can share these experiences with. So we feel isolated. And when I did a little bit of research on Friendy, one of the things that, in, that was really exciting to me is that for those women who are empty nesters, retirees, where they've made the transition, Friendy helps them to cultivate new relationships. And that is a pretty powerful thing. That's that is a very powerful thing because it does, it does take a friend to walk with you or to run with you or to show up when you need someone just to maybe share a, a wonderful experience. Doesn't necessarily have to be to exercise, but just sharing experiences. Could be good experiences, could be really terrible experiences, but someone to share those, you know, those life events with is, is really important. So I, I, I see some 
social and psychological issues at work here. Maybe you could expand upon that. Absolutely. Um, there's a, a huge narrative going on around the country right now about how we can flourish after 50. Uh, because we, you know, through history or in the past several years, when we think about hitting a certain age, you know, we women, we go through menopause, we go through changes. And depending on um, your family, your culture, you may not even talk about what you're going through. But also when we retire, many times, you know, we think, oh, you're now in your 60s. And, you know, some people, they may think that their life is going to go downhill from there. So there's a lot of reasons that women may, may not feel their best when they hit 50, when they retire. And so we, if we don't have a game plan, if we don't have a game plan, I mean, yes, everyone, we are all used to planning for retirement in a financial way. Like you need to save, you need to put, you know, invest in your 401k and all that. But we don't spend enough time talking about how are you going to go ahead and spend that time? Who are you going to go ahead and spend that time? And some of the women that I have talked to, some who are members and, and many who have who I've talked to about friending, they they tell me I retired. But my co my friends are still at work. Oh, that was my only social network. And so you can imagine that that can lead to depression if you all of a sudden you have all this free time. And granted, uh, you know, if you are uh, fortunate enough to fortunate fortunate enough to have all these tremendous financial means where you can just travel and go places and all that, and even that can get old after a couple of years, I guess, you know. But if we don't plan as with about what we're gonna do. What is our purpose after we retire? We can go into depression. And research shows that relationships, friendships, social connection is very, very important. I mean, financial security is important. Um, definitely, you know, take, uh, eating well and exercising is important. But in the top five, relationships is key to being happy after 50, after 60. But the type of relationships that we nurture, we should be mindful about that because it was very interesting. When I was doing research for Friendly, I came across this statistic. The 75% of the women who were part of this survey wish they had different friends. And, and I thought about that. And, and I think that many times we're, we're with this group of friends and they may not be the most ideal, they may not listen to us when we need them to listen, but there's a group of friends that we have and we hang out with them. And if, and they can actually drain our energy. Uh, so the um, finding that group of friends that you can go ahead and spend time with, where you feel like you're being listened to, where you feel that you, you're doing things that you enjoy is important. And so, and that can go ahead and help us. It can help to uplift us. It can help us. And when we're feeling better, it's going to um, affect the way we relate to you know, family members. And so friendships, relationships, absolutely plays a huge impact in our psychological well-being. So when we think about, when I think about friendships, I always think about reciprocity. And 
And what you're saying makes so much sense to me personally, because how many times have I found myself seeking a new group of friends and maybe trying a club, maybe it's a social group. Um, I recently joined um, a group at my church and the group of women, very nice, but possibly a little too rigid and a little too conservative for my tastes. So I didn't really feel accepted and I didn't really feel listened to because my views were so divergent from their views. And so it wasn't really warm and it wasn't really welcoming and I didn't feel a sense of reciprocity. So what you're saying really resonates with me because you really do want that sense of reciprocity. You want to feel heard. And it's not to say that, that divergent opinions or views aren't interesting and intellectually stimulating. But if you're the only one that has the divergent view, then it becomes a little bit more challenging because it makes it harder to share your true self. And I believe when we hit a certain point in our life, you show up differently. You show up as, this is me, accept me or don't accept me. But we have to try on different relationships as we move through the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And let's face it, we, you know, we joke about this. We have our friends that we may have had when we were single than the friends that we had during early part of our relationship. If you happen to be married, perhaps you had some friends then. If you have a family, maybe you have your children's parents as friends. And then that changes again as you become an empty nester or as you mature or as your friends mature and your interests change. That doesn't necessarily mean that your friendships will dissolve, but if they change to a certain degree, are you really friends? Is it really time to move on? And then how do you find those friends? Where do you meet them? How do you know what feels right and where that reciprocity resides? So what you're saying makes so much sense to me. Well, it's, um, it is very true that, you know, as we, um, as we mature, as we evolve, we change and our interests change. Uh, and sometimes, uh, and, and I've actually talked to many women who have shared this with me, the, the group of friends that they're with are not open to trying new experiences. And even, for example, for me, I mean, I love sushi, but my best friend does not. So I have to, even my sisters do not love, enjoy sushi. So I have to find someone who enjoys sushi so that on occasion I can go and enjoy that experience, right? But um, it's um, women are Googling. They're going to Google and type in social club or friendship. And that's how they're finding friendly because obviously they are searching for this. They are searching for, for um, an organization that, where, where they may find that ability to connect with other women. And with Friendy, you know, it's it's a it's a social club for women over fifty. We have women who have relocated to the city and they don't have anyone. We have women who have lost um, their spouse. We have women who were care, care caretaking for their parents and they've lost a parent and so now so now they don't have any children. So now what do I do? And so they're coming together with one purpose to find and connect with other like-minded women who want to just do some, you know, fun things, social things, you know, and 
you know, what they're doing also outside of the organized events that we plan is they're, they're actually forming true friendships because they're also getting together outside of this. And they tell me this, Martha, guess what? I had dinner with so-and-so. Or guess what? We went to the movies. So not only do they now have a calendar of events that or Friendly organizes, but they're also developing the friendships outside of Friendly, which is why I started Friendly, to give women that community where they can come and meet and interact and bond and build that trust and then form friendships. So that's one way that women are, you know, finding organizations like Friendly, you know, just Googling it. Because if you ask a friend, I mean, if you ask someone, where do I go to meet friends? What are they going to say? But, but you know what? I, I just answered that question because I, one can volunteer. At a, you know, the, there are so many local organizations in any given community that need, uh, that need help. One can become a mentor, you know, to a younger person. You can go and volunteer at a school. So there's ways that you can meet other people that are enjoying the same things that you're doing. Absolutely. And I know a number of my friends who decided to leave corporate America and retire early made the, deci the decision that this is the next phase of life and it was they could do things that they chose to do, not necessarily to earn a paycheck, but that really fulfilled them intrinsically. And you're describing most of what they have done, and that is they've engaged in mentoring programs, they volunteer at hospitals, some work with children, some have pursued new degrees, and they have uh, new part-time careers or some even full-time that don't necessarily bring a big paycheck. These are, in one case, I have uh, a woman who ran a very large multinational pharmaceutical company. I'm not going to mention her name because I'm sure she would prefer that I not share this. She was the CEO of a multinational pharmaceutical company. She always wanted to go to nursing school. She went to nursing school. She got her Bachelor of Science in nursing, and she is a nurse at a local hospital. Most people don't recognize her, and she will never tell you if you are a patient that, she, that this was part of the first 30 years of her career, but oh. she is enjoying it immensely. And by the way, she doesn't make the big paycheck that she did when she ran this multinational company and she doesn't care. She wants to do it to give back. So those are the kinds of stories that really are very heartening, but <clears throat> sometimes it's just a challenge to be able to find folks that match up with your likes and interests. How how does Friendy put people together? So if you're if you're not going to do the mentoring, you're not going to change. You know, you're not going to do what this other woman did, which is to start over. And this is her next phase of life. By the way, she's 62 years old. So just take appreciate that for a moment. She's a senior nurse. Uh, she looks magnificent, but she's a senior nurse. So 62 years old fascinating. And I, I applaud her. I'm applauding her. I'll let her listen to the podcast. She'll know what's our, um, but, but what do you do if you're just trying to figure out like, who is my, who will work with me? Who can I pair up with that will go for that walk or maybe join a dance club with me or just show up at, at the local restaurant, sushi restaurant, because none of my friends want sushi, but how do you, how does 
Brendy match up these women? Well, one of the things that a need that we all have is we have the need to eat. So staple um, events that we have, monthly events, it's a monthly breakfast and a monthly dinner. And they're at the same, uh, same day during the first week of this month and at the last week, the last Friday of this month. So women know that, okay, I can go to this event. And because these events are happening, and then there's a various others, you know, in between that, in museum outings, theater outings, and walks, and nature centers, and all that. But the reason I schedule these monthly events at a specific dates is because the more that you see the same faces at these events, you have the chance to get to know each other. You have the chance to build trust because you're not going to become fast friends with someone you just meet at a breakfast. It takes time to earn that trust as well. Um, so by having these, the breakfast and the dinner, the women have been coming to these events for various months and they get to know each other. They get to know their story and they are deciding, okay, you, you know what? I have a lot of things in common with Susan. Let's just say Susan. And so it is after many times that they decide, you know what, this is the person that I want to go ahead and exchange numbers with, and I'm going to go out there and do more things. So I asked the members also, what else, what kind of activities would you like to see on the calendar? And they say, Martha, we should go and take a day trip to Solvang, or we should, I've always wanted to go to the Getty. My husband never, he doesn't like museums, you know, so I also get feedback from the members. Uh, so that, um, and also I, I take into account, you know, the um, the physical uh, ability of some of our members. So when I schedule walks, I schedule walks and hikes, and I specify in the calendar events. Okay, this is a, a low impact walk, even ground, or this is a hike. It's moderate. It's an even ground. So that based on the, the women's uh, individual fitness level, they can decide to participate in this or that. And so you'll get to see the same hikers and you'll get to see the same walkers. So the through the activities, they're able to go ahead and determine, okay, well, these, these are the women that are, I, I'm probably gonna go ahead and connect more with. But I also, I wanna share this with you. We, we started planning walks, Friday morning walks. And uh, there's this gal who joined recently and she shared Martha. I have been walking on my own, you know, in my neighborhood, you know, because I wanted to go ahead and be ready. So when I join you guys on the walks, so not only are we inspiring women to come together and socialize and make friends, but friend is also inspiring women to go out there and, and, and be more physically active. She was so happy. You know, we, it's a very, it's a 30 minute walk. It's low impact, but it does involve a, a slight incline. And she said, I would not have been able to do this on my own. Uh, before, but because I've been walking on my own and now I can join you guys, I, I was able to complete the walk. So I'm very thrilled about that because um, we, we are really um, creating a community where women support each other. Some of them are, you know, trying to lose weight together. And uh, so the more, the more they spend time together, they find, they, they share their challenges, their struggles, and they, they're, they're supporting each other as well. But I like the idea that you just shared, which is start, it starts with a meal. And uh, another woman that I, you know, sadly, she's 
no longer with us, but a friend of mine had said, you know what, everything starts at the dinner table, right? Everything starts at the dinner table. And she was, she was actually going to do a show around the dinner table where women came together and had these conversations because that's the way you build relationships. And here I've met you and I've learned more about Friendy. And that is a wonderful way to learn more about women and their likes, dislikes, and, and trying to find ways in which to maybe find that friend, doesn't have to be a best friend, but someone that shares similar interests, is at a similar physical level to you or, or where it inspires you to attain uh, more physical fitness or better health in general because you admire the person and and maybe they share with you their challenges and and ways in which they overcame uh, certain issues, whether they were health issues or psychological issues or uh, just being afraid of putting themselves out there. So I love that idea. It reminds me of when we were in school and you wanted to, you'd sit next to someone at the lunch table and maybe you sat next to them one day and you had a brief conversation that was okay. And so the next day you sought that, sought out that individual. And before long, that became a friend that you'd hang out with on the playground or after school and joined a club with them. But it makes sense. It's so, it, it seems very natural, but I love the way you describe it. It sounds magnificent. I love the activities that you're uh, you're engaging in and that you you uh, encourage your members to participate by raising their hand and and asking to do certain things, right? Getting their feedback. So you design the program with your, you know, with the women in mind, which is really the way it ought to be. It's not what we think, it's what the women in our group think, right? Exactly, yes. So I love that. Now, Friendy is, um, it's, is it a national organization or is it regional? Um, at this point, it's regional. Uh, the uh, goal is to be a national uh, organization. Right now, we're in Southern California in select communities. Uh, we, are, uh, we are going to be uh, launching our app soon. Uh, and, uh, and so we know, just hang on tight. We'll be there in your area. But uh, right now, it is regional. and. Um, we we are actually uh, looking to uh, hire community coordinators because we are going to be uh, having chapters in each community um, led by a community person. So the face of Friendly, it, there's always someone there uh, to greet you and welcome you. So it's not going to be just okay. There's events over here and events over there. No, there's going to be someone ready to welcome you and introduce you to the other members. So when you when you say community coordinators, do you mean community coordinators in different parts of the country, or community coordinators in the in your particular region at this juncture? At this juncture, in my particular region, yes, yes. Uh, ideally, when when we are in New York and we're in Pennsylvania, you know, we will have community coordinators in those areas as well. Always uh, managing and nurturing the the, uh, the chapters or circle, like to call them circles, uh, because that is what makes us unique. Is the fact that there is a friendly, uh, friendly, friendly, friendly face, right, <laughs> there to welcome the members. Uh, we want to make sure that they are getting the experience of friendly, which is warmth, inclusion, 
uh, and community. You know, I don't want to see anyone left out. And we actually have a term, I call it the friendly way. When uh, someone new joins us at one of the events, they did not RSVP, they saw the calendar of events in the newsletter. We immediately welcome them and, and, and they get introduced to someone else. And I've had the women reach out to me after and they say, Martha, I love your group. Everyone is so warm and so welcoming. And that was that is important to me because I've been to you know uh, events where you know nobody acknowledges you that you're there. Nobody says anything. They look at you. They look in your direction, but then they keep going. So um, I want a Friendly to be a very warm and inclusive community of women coming together for friendship. It's marvelous, and you're you're right. When you join a new group and you're the the per everyone else knows one another, it's it feels a little awkward. It always does to me. It feels a little awkward when you're joining a new group and and you start the conversation and whether it's a prayer group or whether it's a dance troupe or a, a, a new golf excursion that you uh, and you get you're the, the fourth member of the you know the, the the golf group and no one you know they say hello but there's really no real warmth and no real interest and you have to make all of the moves, right? You're, you're trying to explain who you are, why you're there, what's going on, maybe. And maybe you feel a little intimidated because everybody else knows one another. So being in, you know, in having that warmth and inclusionary nature is so important when a person tries to join a new group and, and develop those types of friendships. So it sounds fabulous. It really does. And I am so excited about the opportunity to see Friendy move to different parts of the country, um, to the Northeast and the Southwest and to the Midwest. Chapters, I can envision chapters all over the United States, Martha. It's, it really is quite a novel opportunity for women to participate in the, in the much larger organization and even facilitate some of this with you. So as the foundress of Friendy, I'm sure that this is really exciting to you that um, you can find women all over the country who become part of your network. Of Absolutely. That's, that's a great opportunity. Yes. So what advice do you have for women um, who are working on making new friends during a time of transition? What are your how-tos and obviously not everyone is going to be able to participate in the California chapter at this point. For those of us that live in different parts of the country, we may still want to make friends. And until the, the friendly chapter reaches you, what advice do you have for women who are looking to make friends? How does one go about it? So what, are, what is your advice? Well, first, um, you can go onto the um, website and get on the wait list and let us know that you want a chapter in your area. Uh, but um, the best advice that I can give is to find out who you are. What are the things that you really enjoy? Not the things that you have been doing all this time. Uh, take a moment to really do some self-reflection and perhaps you will find out that there's something new that you wanna try. So um, I have this, uh, I have this quote here from Eleanor Roosevelt on my computer, you know, it, it's a tape and it says, do one thing every day that scares you. When, if you're looking to do something new and go out there and make friends, 
perhaps there's a, this is an opportunity to try something new, or perhaps uh, you're not a walker, but perhaps you want to walk, or perhaps there's an organization that uh, whose mission resonates with you. Go over there and see if they need volunteers, because chances are that you are going to meet other individuals who are looking for the same thing. They want to go out there and do something where they can meet other people. Um, read, you know, uh, read through reading. You can discover so much, and and perhaps there's a, a, a hidden talent. Perhaps you you can do watercolors, you know, and you don't even know. Uh, take a painting class. Just do something outside of your regular um, uh, things that you do, and and then you can discover that. So. But definitely volunteering is a wonderful way to go out there and meet friends, uh, um, join a dinner club, you know, uh, exercise, you know, yoga classes, a book club, uh, you know, just research in your community or even call the, uh, the city hall and find out what they have available for people in your age group. Uh, and, and then you can learn, you can take advantage of that. That's really great advice especially the advice about volunteering, because we do know that from the uh, scientific literature, that when we do things for others, it actually elevates our endorphins. It helps us to feel better. We, we feel that intrinsic reward that propels us to, with the feel-good hormones. And that's really part of the self-care, right? Oh, absolutely. Especially, you know, uh, and I apologize for interrupting you, but um, especially as we retire, it, I know that we think that it should be all about us, about, you know, what this me, 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 my vacation, my time. Research shows, you know, to your point that um, when we volunteer, when we give of ourselves and we do something for others, we are happier. It's one of the things that brings us joy. And uh, sometimes, you know, I get responses like, what am I going to get out of it? What am I going to get? So it doesn't have to be about you all the time. You know, just giving back, it's, it's very gratifying. It, it also, and as much as that is true, it comes back to you. It does come back to you because feeling good and doing something for others, whether it's cleaning up a park that has been destroyed in, in a, a part of the city where nobody cares and making that more beautiful by picking up the trash and doing the cleanup so that kids can play and they can enjoy themselves and they're not scared off by finding horrible things lying in the playground. You know, you, you made a nice place for young kids to enjoy themselves. Or maybe you visit the assisted living community in your neighborhood and you bring your pet and just bringing joy to someone who may not have seen relative or a friend in a long time and, and is looking forward to a, a warm a warm and friendly touch with a with a cute dog um, we've we've tried that in the past um, I did that at one point in my life and it really does bring you a lot of self-satisfaction so you gain more than you give in in most of these situations but I'd love that advice I really do try something new do something that you haven't done before, something that's even something that scares you. Try something that frightened that may have frightened you. And I don't mean in a way that 
is puts your life in peril. Of course, don't go jumping off a cliff. You know, don't do bungee jumping if that's not your thing. <laughs> jumping out of any airplanes or bungee jumping from you know cliffs or you know what have you. Although if that's what floats your boat, maybe you know that's not a bad thing. But it wouldn't be for me. I can tell you that. But there are definitely some things that I would find <clears throat> scary. And that's good advice. I'll have to try it. And I hope our listeners will try some of these things as well. These are all good tips. But Martha Gamboa, congratulations to you. And thanks to you for founding Friendy because we all could use a friend. And for, the, for most of us that go through life's transitions, even if you still happen to be working full-time as we are, we may find our friends move and and they move on and their lives change. And that means that our lives have to change. And, and finding those social interactions and, and supporting one another is so important. So your life's work is really magnificent. Uh, the fact that you left corporate America to do this, we know it's hard work. So we applaud you and we thank you. And we are especially grateful to you for being our guest on the Love Mia Vita podcast. Thank you so much, Martha. Thank you, Jerry. Love being here. We will continue the conversation as Friendy expands throughout the country. Stay tuned. Visit Friendy. And you may want to share your website with our listeners because they can check you out and keep you, know, you apprised of their interest in forming new chapters in the region. So how do they find you on the web? Um, log into www.friendy, that's F-R-E-N-D-I-I.com. Great. We're going to continue to check in with you, Martha. We wish you continued success. And thank you for being a friend, my friend, and the friend of Fem Pharma Consumer Healthcare sponsors of the Love Mia Vita podcast. And to our listeners, find a friend, be a friend, love a friend, friendy. Take care. Thank you. Be well. Thank you, Jerry.